What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala But. Yala But. Today wow. is the 11th of, of May, Monday. You'll probably no, be hearing the- this on Tuesday. What? Uh, or, or earlier lah, if possible. But, but it's been quite a while lah. It's been like almost yeah. half a week or more that we haven't done I the think podcast. our last podcast was released last Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. So, yeah. And, and I mean, to, to all you listeners out there who have grown accustomed to our twice-weekly uploads, even though we never specify a day in the week because it's always governed by stuff that we feel is worth talking about. And mm. the reality is, the past few days, Terrence and I have really tried to find topics that are worth talking about and it was fucking hard man no, I mean there's a lot of stuff worth talking about but yeah. the thing is we've talked about it a lot before uh, it's a, probably a lot of like COVID-19 related stuff that to rehash and yeah. to reheat and, and, and microwave then, like, I mean, okay, and the way we, we typically talk a, a, a pick a topic is something that is polarizing something that has that you could argue from both sides just so yeah. we have something to debate lah but fuck, like the, the big news the past few days was another forty-year-old Singaporean Indian woman being a fucking asshole. Um, yeah. Okay, so I wouldn't, maybe I shouldn't conclusively say asshole at this point because she, she go is IMH being or checked you, up. Yeah, you don't discriminate really against <laughs> against mental health patients, please. Okay, so behaving in a way that is not ideal for yeah. whatever reason which we are in the midst of finding out but holy shit it was so identical like when I think again my first source was a video from my mom's whatsapp group and I looked at it and I'm like this has to be like I don't know is this really Singapore is this and then you see the mask you hear the accent you're like oh my god this is another case of someone just illogically behaving that way so so we were thinking about top- talking about that but that's not really polarizing uh, I yeah. mean the whole thing about the sovereign movement we spoke about on a previous podcast so yeah. that was that but the, co- the comments the were pretty funny. Uh. The comments were like, oh, she should send this sovereign sister to IMH also. <laughs> and in the so, end, she did. <laughs> yeah, so, so, I mean, people were picking up on the, the <laughs> very close similarities between both cases. Like, they're both 40 years old. Uh, I think ethnicity-wise, yeah. both the same or so. And then both were like, being, yeah. being, being, behaving like jerks like, to the people around them. <laughs> so I I mean I hope that that the the results of their psychiatric assessment is also disclosed to the public and not this yeah. is not something that just slides into the uh, like a, the abyss of anonymity where we forget about it because there's some new thing to worry about. Yeah. So that was one thing. Then there was the I mean the cases in the migrant worker dorms is still fucking yesterday was like eight hundred. So yeah, we were thinking about talking about that, but also we've spoken about it and of course you get some of the ministers saying stuff that maybe is not the most ideal. But even then, I think the one thing we can all agree on is that nothing you see on the surface now is the true representation of what's going on. Who knows what the hell is mm. going behind back doors? So we also didn't want to speculate and just like bash people unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, then what were the other hot topics? Malaysia. And then uh, we heard in Malaysia, oh, Malaysia. <laughs> it's like a rehash of like two, three years ago, Mahathir and yeah. Anwar coming together to fight the tyranny again. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, and then their MCO extended, it's like fucking deja vu. Like, yeah. like, literally, the, their MCO has been extended three times, I think. Yeah. So we were thinking, okay, you know, it might have repercussions for Singapore, it might be, but in the end, we're like, okay, so there was there to debate, there will be repercussions. Yeah. It's not the most ideal thing. Yeah. Uh, cases, but yeah, the fucking Anwar and Mahathir just blows my mind. I think the best thing, uh, best pers- person who's benefiting most from that is uh, Ernest Ng uh, mm. of the Don't Be Like That Bro comic fame yeah. who just co- gets so much fodder to turn into his amazing comics. Yeah. So that was that. So then, so which I is think, why I think like, if today anything, we figured... That, like, it's proven that um, the world needs influencers. La. Without influencers, there's no drama in real life. Uh. There's nothing worth <laughs> no, no, bitching no, or talking no. last about. Week, uh. Last week also, there was some influencer drama in Singapore uh, about Tian Hao Tan and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And correct, correct. We were like, ah, oh, fuck, man. Like, it's so it's so brainless that we were like, do we want to talk about it? Yeah. Because, I mean, I think like we sincerely do always want to make a podcast that can either maybe shed some light on something that is current or maybe give an alternative viewpoint because sometimes Terence and I take alternative viewpoints just for the sake of taking alternative viewpoints just to mm. find some sort of middle ground but but we never want to make a podcast that we're just shitting stuff out that we don't see of, of value to you listeners la. Yeah, um, and the truth so, is it is quite hard to because now it's circuit breaker and all that right like even just to dig up more yeah. information about stuff is tougher because you you can't meet people in person and ask them things face to face and stuff like that so yeah I yeah. mean it, for us it's like 
everyone's just sitting in front of their computer being keyboard warriors and if we extend the keyboard warrioring to our podcast then it doesn't make us any better than everyone just sitting <laughs> there typing like, right yeah. <laughs> then we're not keyboard warriors we're microphone warriors microphone warriors yeah yeah correct exactly. Microfo- of course that sounds a lot cooler microphone warriors yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah. some badass rapper like that. Yeah. but but I mean, at the end of the day, we we realize, okay, like I mean, there's a lot that I guess everyone is going through during this 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 uh, circuit breaker in Singapore, and I'm guessing everyone has a bit of time to reflect and be a little mm. bit more introspective. And at the start of the circuit breaker, we did a podcast that talked about the ten shook things for the week. Yeah. Which we figured, okay, here are ten things that uh, Terence and I have cobbled together in the hopes of providing some sort of entertainment or stuff that you guys can watch or listen to mm. so now I guess after going through what like four weeks five weeks of Circuit Breaker yeah. we're taking a, a little something a little more introspective ourselves uh. mm. we have uh, 10, 10 aha moments 10 epiphanies that or realizations that we have come to embrace whether willingly or unwillingly since Circuit Breaker started uh. top 10 so this is like a, basically top the 10. format is like a, you know those uh Last time, if, if you were old enough to watch the David Letterman show, they used to have the top yeah, 10 man. list and all that. Fucking David Letterman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we're trying to no, replicate that you need to go that back that far. We're, huh? we're trying to be like, like Chen Hao Tan. No, way, but it's not 10 types. Moments. It's not 10 types of, of, of things that students do or teach that teachers do. 10 types of teachers, 10 <laughs> types of students. We're going outside of the realm into adulthood, into, you know, like like thinking about the world outside of of a, a fictional school. Uh. So, so, so. It's so, more wa banana. Like, more wa banana. <laughs> yeah, more wa banana. <laughs> more wa banana, yeah, yeah. The everyday life, like so, how people sleep and stuff like that. Like. Yeah, so, so yeah. if you came to like listen to the latest current affairs and all, I guess this episode is, is not for you. It's just going to be us. Maybe yeah. just, I mean, not say maybe, we're going to be talking through certain things that we have realized. Uh, yeah. Some funny, some dark, some deep. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, hope hope you guys enjoyed. And yeah, so, so, uh, and I mean, as always with all our podcasts, you can check out the subreddit after this. Yeah. After, w- when this goes live, the subreddit will already be there. It would have comments from our rather vibrant community on Reddit. So, yeah. so yeah. Without further ado, oh, but but just a side, if our, if you do want yeah. like uh, uh, recommendations of podcasts to keep up with Singapore news and all that, because there's a lot more podcasts popping out here and there. I think oh, there's yeah, a lot so yeah. of good links in our subreddit. Like people are suggesting other podcasts that you can check out as well. So uh, 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 if you're uh, curious, just check out the subreddit to there where people are discussing it, lah. It's quite interesting. Yeah, podcast is like the the new TikToks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should do like we should invent invent a podcast I guess, dance. I guess people, yeah, people who like uh are not able to dance or latch on to viral dance trends, they just start a podcast, yeah. la. That's they use their, they use their voice to dance, uh. The vocal cords <laughs> are dancing. Fucking microphone warrior, yo. <laughs> okay, that's, cool. That's the, that's I knew. I think my next to my Instagram microphone profile, warrior. microphone warrior, yeah. yeah, microphone warrior. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So, so to to kick off our top ten aha moments since Circuit yeah. Breaker began, Terence, yeah. would you like to do the honors? Sure. Uh, I think one of the the big things I discovered during Circuit Breaker is that uh, we, women are much a highly intelligent species compared to men. Like. And <laughs> so before that, I, you didn't think so, is it? <laughs> before, before that, I always thought so, but I really saw a very concrete example this time around. Because uh, uh, I've been seeing that, you know, a lot of my friends on Instagram have been, like they've been posting pictures of their food, right? But the food, mm. they'll say, hey, thank you to this person and then they'll tag the person on it. Like, usually it's another girl, like, a girl tagging yeah. a girl with a nice picture of food laid out in front of them, like food delivery. So I, then I, I, yesterday my wife also received food delivery from her friend. Uh. Like her friend literally like surreptitiously, secretly ordered coffee and bagels and all that and then sent it straight to our doorstep, you know. So like oh, I, I was like scrambling. I was like, hey, wh- I didn't order anything. What happened? I thought it was a mistake and shit. I ran to the door and the doorbell rang. I ran there, opened it and then it was a delivery of food. Uh, and it was apparently this is what girls do for each other. Like in this time of circuit oh, breaker, <laughs> what they're doing is like sending food to each other as care packages, you know. And and for me, it was like, it just blew my mind because the only other example I have seen of this is of loan sharks doing it, like, where they send uh, they send food to people who owe them money <laughs> as harassment. Then I realised, oh fuck, women have been doing this, this throughout this whole circuit breaker as a means of like, 
of of care packages for each other lah. Like it's also a kind sure of like. Sure no. Maybe it's just maybe sure. just your wife and her friends. No no no. Apparently, then I asked other my other guy friends also, and then they're like, yeah yeah yeah. It's my my only my wife huh? receives it and stuff lah. So you must you go and check with your girlfriend. How is it done? So, it's this way of 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 emotional e- emotional debt collection lah to each other. I think. Like they wanna like you know oh I love you so much oh you love me so, so much how, how much that? you love me <laughs> send me food that kind of thing uh. so, so so it's like not, only two types of people who do it lah <laughs> loan sharks and women lah so that's so, why I think they so are highly intelligent it, uh. so you're not yeah. saying it from like oh you know they are compassionate you know they wanna like they are like they're still trying to outdo each other that's what you're getting at that's what you're getting uh, at they're still trying to outdo I said each they other they are highly intelligent I didn't say they're highly <laughs> compassionate so I'm that's why oh. I mean I see the parallels it's okay, 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 loan okay, shark okay, you, okay, you send okay. the food to threaten them to collect money this one you for women they send the food to threaten them to an uh, emotional debt lah, you know <laughs> you owe me next time circuit breaker finish you owe me like one times good like bachelorette party or whatever I don't know it's just Dude, I just see it, it operates at such a level that just guys cannot understand like how you reacted was exactly how I reacted I was like huh this is a thing ah. then apparently it is a thing you know <laughs> is it yeah. So yeah. so I mean I guess it's the feeling like you know like um where I, I don't know about you but sometimes mm-hmm. I think now I've become more open to it but when friends say hey you know today the meal on me you do next time yeah. to me yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. what chiba now I have a fucking IOU stamped yeah. on my head uh yeah. and I think I've become a little more open to it in the sense yeah. that you you treat it not you know, someone treats you maybe they don't expect something in return lah but yeah. but I can totally imagine like oh fuck so like yeah the emotional debt collection uh, yeah. so and it, like a meal right you still got to like, get the person to agree to meet and then you pay for the meal this one is like they yeah. just order they don't even need to ask you already and it comes to your door <laughs> and you're like oh fuck I got and you're to immediately indebted to, to them already yeah so when I received <laughs> I, I when I, the, I saw the delivery guy at my door I was like what the fuck I didn't, I didn't ask for this you know like it nearly, really I was like my mind was just going crazy oh I was like who the hell God. sent this does someone hate me is there someone now to I want to mess with my mind there, I turn out, oh, okay, yeah, it's actually, a thing that ladies fucking, do. That's, that's fucking manipulative, man. Because like <laughs> what you said, it's, it's like a meal, you can still turn it down, you know, and offer yeah. for a meal. It's not yeah. you're like, fuck you, here, it's you like are indebted already. to me. Yeah. And what oh, you going to do? You're going to waste it, you're going to throw it away, you can't, right? So you got to eat it and then no choice, you owe the person something already. <laughs> <laughs> and then but does guys, your, does your we wife, just don't think of it. Does your, does your wife know that you think think about think about it this way or not? Uh, I I did express this to her <laughs> la, and then she's like, she says I'm a cynical bastard la, But I mean, that's just that's just me. No, and my dude, wife, I'm totally right? with you on this, man. I'm totally with you on this. Totally you go with ask, you, you go, on this. I'm going to ask your girlfriend uh, You probably the answers will probably shock you or so. Don't want to suddenly I give her the idea, then she starts sending me all this fucking shit. No, for you, for guys, I think it's like a different thing. Uh, but between women, there's this layer of communication that we cannot understand. It's a bit Ooh. like, you know how dogs, they hear certain frequencies that humans cannot hear. I think women, <laughs> they communicate at this frequency that guys cannot get to. They cannot, we just cannot reach. Uh. So it's, it's understandable. Dude, why don't, why don't we just try? Why don't we just try sending our guy friends care packages <laughs> yeah. and, and just see how they... <laughs> that would be the biggest, <laughs> the funniest prank ever. Like you send like nice flowers or care package to some guy that Thinking you Thinking of you... Thinking of you, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's why it's, it's, no, but, it's so that's, powerful. That's why I guess I guess for the listeners, if like if there are guys out there doing this or <laughs> if they're if from the girls out there who are Mm-mm. doing this and really maybe it really is a, a gender bias thing, wow, that would be fucking interesting to hear, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Wow. So and I and I like how you package it as women are not more compassionate, they're just more intelligent. Yeah, they are. Because they yeah. understand how emotions work. Uh. Whereas exactly. guys are like, okay, la, I don't see my friend a few months, okay. Oh. Once in a while just yeah. message, hey, Don't don't, don't see don't okay, see each other, la. it's not safe, la. it's not safe. Don't see each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's us. Uh. Wow, eh. And wow. what is wow, your one big aha moment? Uh what for me okay. it's um so I mean I've had a few Zoom calls with my friends. Um mm-hmm. and I think Zoom has Zoom to me. It still doesn't work socially. I don't know what about your Zoom calls because mm. it's almost like there's this. Okay, so when you're meeting face to face, there's almost like yeah. this this dynamic lah, right? Yeah. Uh, where there's a lot of body language and well, with Zoom, everyone is just sitting there and yeah. like you don't even know what they're looking at because even if they were, when they're looking, they're making eye contact with you on the screen. They're not making eye contact with the camera, so you don't yeah. see them making eye contact with you. And then correct, you, correct. so it's just. There's all these awkward moments, and I found the conversations fucking superficial. Uh, yeah. Um, and these are some with some of my close friends. So, I don't know, man. I think I think there's a 
as, as much, I don't know whether other people feel this way about Zoom calls because everyone I hear they say Zoom call is awesome, you know, it's a nice thing, yeah. including yourself, you know, like it's it's nice to catch up. But I haven't I haven't understood the social aspect of it yet, man. Like work wise, still okay lah. Yeah. The social aspect is still it's still a blur for me lah. But maybe, maybe but are you always th- are you talking about the same things that you're used to talk about even before Zoom calls, like the same content? Uh, actually, maybe. Similar is a it feels a little more superficial like hey what you been yeah. up to uh oh so how's work uh oh. and like even like <laughs> I had one call where we were all like drinking at the same time but yeah. it just felt a bit too disconnected so maybe it's one of those things that there needs to be a new way of I don't know Zoom hangouts uh, yeah, but yeah. it's it's like you know the I I heard the I listened to this podcast that uh, was talking to the founder of Automatic which mm. is the company behind WordPress. Yeah. And they've been working remotely for like the past five, six years. And he said, every company will go through multiple stages when they go from working in the office to home. La. The yeah. first one is where they try and do exactly what they do at, in the office at home. Yeah. And that will always have issues. And then the next stage is, okay, you optimize your home environment to help you yeah. still do the same things but do it better. The When it becomes like nirvana is when you leverage or maximize being at home to aid your productivity. And I think Zoom yeah. right now, right, is... Or at least for me, la, I, I see it as, okay, whatever I was doing in real life, we just do it on Zoom. And for me, it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Like the lagginess. Yeah. Fucking like, you know, you tell a joke and then and then it's just, it just like some people are like, what, say, say again, what? <laughs> then you have to repeat your fucking joke and then you just lose everything and then maybe, I'll get but, comments. But you like, ever hey, thought about maybe the joke is just not funny and then and then people are no, using, <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> using the Zoom as an excuse <laughs> not to laugh. <laughs> yeah, because one of them actually said, hey, you know, for a comedian, that wasn't that funny. I mean, <laughs> I'm guessing he was jabbing me, like, but fuck, yeah. So, yeah, every time, in fact, after the Zoom call, I'm like, what was that? Like, just didn't, I didn't feel any 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 connection with them. Like. Yeah. I, I don't but know I mean, about you, like, like, you have had Zoom calls. Yeah, but I, I think we talked about it before, but where I think the, the hardest part of the Zoom call is the the saying goodbye. Uh. Like, the goodbye always feels much more abrupt than a normal goodbye in person. Like, oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, correct, goodbye correct, in person, yeah, somehow yeah. there's a nice way to like, oh, shake a hand or a hug or something to say goodbye. But Zoom call feels, feels hey, guys, I gotta go. Okay, bye. And then just, yeah. just disappear <laughs> yeah. like that. And then it just breaks the whole dynamic of the conversation because it feels like it's supposed to be a four-way or whatever-way conversation when one screen just disappears. It's like, eh, suddenly it's a different thing already. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. And all you gotta do is that, you know, look to the right off screen. You're like, what? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I gotta go. I gotta go. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry. Last yeah, time in person, go. you got to fake a phone call. Hey. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Sorry. I got to run. Uh, my parents or my girlfriend calling me. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And, and there's still like it's still a more gradual thing. You know, you still have to walk away. Yeah. And this one is literally one button. One yeah. fucking button. You can leave. Yeah. Exactly. And you can even blame it on the connection if you don't even want to say goodbye. Exactly. Exactly. That's why. That's yeah. why I've done a couple so, of times, lah. I like if I. If I'm not interested in the topic we were talking about, I just oh leave for a while now. I I gotta come back later. <laughs> oh, you just like oh sorry, what my my connection uh, my connection is what? Yeah. You just and freeze just in place, uh, You just freeze in place. You don't even need to make any noise. You just freeze there. Yeah, so that's where, that's where and I guess I guess think that you oh, yeah, are, you, you know, <laughs> you freeze people think you're lagging. <laughs> then, then you can eavesdrop on them, and you just yeah, 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 so yeah you're yeah. just fucking smart. Yeah. You just freeze and you just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or like on Zoom, you change your background to you there, and then you just get off screen. Mm, I've seen I've seen some very creative ways of doing it. Like oh yeah yeah, people co- serve themselves coffee that kind of thing. It's quite funny. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's quite funny. Yeah. So so I guess that's where VR might might fill the gap la. Like yeah. getting something a little more intimate. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. I have talked about the remote uh, sex robots, so yeah. I won't get into that. <laughs> but yeah, so that was one one revelation for me. Yeah. Uh. So. I, I guess another revelation that I've come across is that uh, I mean last time before circuit break before COVID-19 and everything I used to uh, advise or not advise like, but tell couples young couples that young friends who are dating or what if you really want to test your relationship with someone right go on a long trip with them uh, like you know go travel go Japan for like a week and a half or two weeks and then go mm. explore free and easy then after that if at the end of the trip you're not killing each other yet probably means you all have a very good relationship going on. Ah, it's worth carrying on. And, but now mm. I think the best advice is just tell people, why don't you all just take a week off and then just stay in the same house together and locked up and don't go out at all. And just spend all your time <laughs> together and then you test your relationship that way. If at the end you're all not killing each other, then yeah, you're, I think you're good to go. Because ah. you know, you just got to, 
you just because there's so many apparently we're hearing so many like relationships and, and people being tested and strained from people yeah, just man. staying together so it's like you, you, you just got to prepare lah. next time who knows that there might be another pandemic in the future when you're married or something and then you got to spend mm. even more time together so this is probably the best audition for it lah. so forget about so, the whole travelling together all that nonsense lah. so like as a married person right like yeah. who you, who is already living with his wife yeah, yeah. These past past few weeks, has it has it been, has has it been tested also like to the max? Of course, of course. I mean, but but we are. I mean, I am quite lucky in the sense that you know I have a very understanding spouse who like we who split also a lot listens of the, to this podcast, lah. Right? Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the podcast. But yeah, the truth the is, we have we have uh, <laughs> we have a system going, lah. You know, in terms of uh, okay, the food and who who does cleaning up and all that kind of stuff. So it's not that bad, but uh, I, w- I would suggest for a lot of young couples to try it out. Lah. Like, you know, next time you all really want to go for a test, you're like, okay, let's just stay in this whole weekend. Don't go out at all. Don't even, don't even, not even going out to get food or whatever. Then you really see whether your relationship can stand a true test of and, time. Uh. And I would add on to that test. Like after you spend like one, two weeks in the same house, right? Spend one, two weeks away from each other and only yeah. FaceTime. Yeah. Because so that's the situation with my girlfriend now. Like I haven't seen her for fucking long, and yeah. we are FaceTiming. But thankfully, it it hasn't it hasn't dwindled. Because mm. I can imagine when it's long term relationships, you know, it just becomes yeah, like I won't call today and all that. Yeah. So thankfully, yeah, we are FaceTiming more than ever before. We're fucking trying Google Hangouts, Facebook video is actually quite stable. As much as I yeah. hate Facebook, right? Uh, yeah. it's actually one of the most stable. I don't know what the fuck they do like, with their God knows servers all around the world, but it's quite stable yeah. and. And yeah, it's it's a it's a new new facet of our relationship, like which mm. I'm happy is it's it's it hasn't dwindled. Uh. So yeah, so I think you for anyone who wants to test their relationship, right? All that pre marriage counseling, all that, okay, you can go yeah. for that. But for in one month, right, spend two weeks like fucking in your in your faces together and then spend yeah. the next two weeks away. Yeah. Exactly. And then and then see see what happens at the end of it. Uh. Maybe yeah. we should package that and like start running internet ads and just saying, you know, like a year ago I was with my girlfriend uh living in my mom's basement. And now look at me, blah blah blah, blah blah blah, and it just becomes like some marriage guru la. Yeah, no, I mean we we can package, we may make a service lah. We will provide the meals for you all while you are staying in quarantine. Yeah, love quarantine together, and then we provide everything <laughs> for you, even nice candlelight dinner that we will deliver to your place. <laughs> no, and then you'll and see then whether you all still want to be together. <laughs> no, and then every few hours we will like like deliver. Like a uh, uh something to it's almost like a fucking reality show like that's yeah, reality it's like escape show, room like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like escape, escape room. room. Uh. <laughs> we give you clues yeah. what you all need like, to do. Or we for tell them, okay, like uh we are gonna deliver some food to you and you have to cook it in one hour. Then there's like a mystery yeah. show, a bit of Master Chef <laughs> there, then a bit of survivor, except you can't vote each other yeah. out. Then halfway through you get like a third person just come in and yeah. see how that screws. Hey dude, yeah. fucking yeah, like, that's a good idea. It's like it's like delivered escape room experience, uh, like they deliver straight to yeah. your house. Oh, that's quite cool. Yo, why don't we just do that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just I mean, yeah, like essentially that's the the that was the premise of the movie Game Night. Game Night. Holy like, shit! Right? So, okay, if anyone listen, if anyone yeah. listens to this and fucking makes this a show and doesn't credit us, we're gonna come after you. Because yeah, yeah. dude, like that 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 is is I mean, especially people in the media industry who I mean, we know like personally also they also have been investing in audio and video equipment. Yeah, we can totally just fucking deliver people, issue a challenge, live stream it. Oh my. god. God. Yeah, yeah. Holy that shit. Really fun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's my uh another my second revelation during circuit breaker. Okay. And what is so, your uh, second one? My my revelation is um so I think generally I am uh I can be patient for most things, but some things really tick me off. La. And yeah. and I would say like certain behaviors of people really tick me off. Uh but apart from that, I would like to think I am I can be a calm person who doesn't get pissed off over trivial things but the one oh, thing really? fucking <laughs> hey fuck you again <laughs> no, I said, okay carry on carry on carry on so uh, let me explain my perspective and then you yeah, can yeah. explain your perspective but the one thing I've realised that fucking pushes me over the age so easily right is the yeah. internet connectivity issues it's such mm. a first world problem but there's something about I guess the perception that okay, you know, generally everything is a click away, and when you yeah. don't get that fucking click, right? Holy shit, man! Like, yeah. like few things piss me off more than like a page not loading or like the the Wi-Fi in in the house just not working or even four G. So yeah. I don't know whether it's just StarHub or every thing uh, telco is having issues, but holy shit, man! That that fucking blows my like pushes me over the edge to like nothing else here. Yeah. 
That means that means you're basically addicted to the internet, lah. You you need it for yeah. your survival, lah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is so sad. Yeah, but it means you 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 got the bend neck the bend neck syndrome, lah. Basically, you're always looking at your phone or or no. But that's why I try and I try and like do whatever I can to make sure it's ergonomically good, lah. And I don't try. Yeah. And right now, whatever I do on my phone, I can do on my computer. Uh, so I try not to spend that much time on my phone. Yeah. But yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So now you can share your perspectives on why you giggle just now when I said I'm a relatively calm person. No lah, I think I think uh having worked with you for so long, I also know a lot of your you know, the little trigger points and stuff like that. Lah. So so it's, yeah. it's it's funny. Sometimes I can literally copy a message that you send to another person <laughs> and then and then res- use it to respond to you and then and then I'm not even sure if you realize that you are the one who said that, but it triggers a response from you. Yeah, right? of course, right? <laughs> this happened. This happened fucking last night. The moment you sent it to me, I already knew you fucking piece of shit. Just no, and like in my defense, it was a horrible use of my message. You just did it because you knew it would piss me off, and it did. <laughs> Asshole. But yeah, piece so of just shit. little little things that that people who care about you do to you, lah. <laughs> you know, just FYI, that's how guys show care for just, each other. Just we don't send, send food to each package, other. Okay? We, we just yeah, we send just send, send me a fucking care package. <laughs> we send sarcastic messages to each other. That's how we show care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my one small little aha revelation. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my 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 other thing was just uh, something I've been thinking about is that basically. Uh, I think COVID nineteen is essentially God's way of saying "Okay, boomer," uh, to all the all the boomer generation. Uh. it's like probably mm. someone I don't know. Someone maybe prayed to God about like, "Okay, I really hate boomers. Can we do something about it?" And then God is like, "Okay, okay, boomer." So he just looked through his his whole archive of like what he can do to the world, and oh, I got a little pandemic here, and he just sent it out there, Because like. essentially, but- the boomers are the one who like uh are. Uh, suffering the most from this whole pandemic, like the we're talking about, you know, the vulnerability of boomers to COVID nineteen, mm. and it seems like, it, yeah, this is such a crazy thing that seems to be not affecting like the youngest, the youngest people, but is adversely affecting all the old people, la. So, so I'm like, boomers is the okay boomer uh, joke taken too far, la, Essentially. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Because I mean, so, so I, mean boomers... I think there was an article in Straits Times recently where the the guy was sort of like saying that this COVID nineteen is like the defining crisis for his boomer generation Because the boomers avoided World War, they were born after World War Two, right? And then yeah, other yeah. than other than Vietnam and and you know a few wars in between and all that, they never had a, a crisis of global proportions. Huh? So mm. uh, I mean, don't count nine eleven lah. Nine eleven, I mean, of course, terrorism, all that is terrible. But again, like there are certain places that weren't affected lah, right? Yeah, like, like yeah. Singapore specifically, and 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 also they're saying that in terms of a global crisis, like COVID nineteen is there, is there global crisis? Like, is there World War Two? I thought, I thought uh, COVID nineteen was our global crisis. You mean <laughs> this is the not ours? We, we don't even know if this is the as bad as it gets like, It could get even worse after this lah. <laughs> Or like in fifty yeah. years, there's another shit where when we will be like in our seventies and eighties, yeah. then it'll be our time, lah. Or Trump because and Trump and Kim just launched nuclear missiles at each other, and then I mean that we're fucked as well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we so there's still a lot of potential no, for us to die, la. A lot of different things can happen in the future. No, but yeah. so ironic, right? Like you say, it's an okay boomer joke gone too far, but yeah. in some way, the boomers are also with their fucking WhatsApp sharing and all the yeah. fucking they are almost like extrapolating the joke unwillingly yeah. Exactly. Or exactly. in in indirectly. Yeah. Maybe uh, in a sense also they are they are the most susceptible to to basically uh all this kind of programming and all fake news and everything. Uh. And and, and they yeah. are the ones scaring the shit out of like the younger generation. So Yeah. Like and I mean so so that there's one thing right like uh, I think there was an article that Rice Media did that pointed out something that was very true you know like all that talk of Pofma in Singapore right yeah yeah you would think that Pofma would be the thing that saves us from the fake news and like yeah. false news and fucking it hasn't done shit yeah. <laughs> it, it has hasn't to, it done has, shit at it all it has protected it has protected the public from. I mean, it has protected the public from false news about Ho Ching's salary. La. That's what Pofma has done. <laughs> very important. Very, very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, for all that talk, like, it, I mean, it's so, it's, now it's more clear than ever that it's just a, it's just there to be enforced when it needs to be. La, because in a time yeah. when we need protection against fucking fake news, <laughs> holy shit, it hasn't done, all we got was like, like a, a comic hero that ultimately yeah. got decommissioned. 
Yeah, and and the important news that Ho Ching salary is not top five God within the Masik lah. <laughs> oh yeah lah, yeah la. Not yeah. top five, not top five, correct. Yeah. Not that she doesn't earn ninety nine million a year. She's just yeah. not the top five. Yeah, not top five. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not hundred million a year lah. Exactly. We know it's not hundred million a year. It could yeah. be anything else, but not hundred million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's not top five. And she's yeah. not top five. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my third boomer. My my little observation about COVID and boomers. So my one, I guess, in some way related to the older generation in the sense mm. that, you know, like, uh, you always hear that, okay, like the people in power and all the people who have their shit together and all. But yeah. I think this whole thing reveals that just like everyone else who might not mm. know what they're doing with their life, the leaders also don't really know, except they do it with much higher stakes and with, with much more impact. La. Because... Mm. Yeah, like fucking even okay, Singapore like which was I guess amongst the gold standards of of coping with the virus, yeah. they also the our leadership also were dealt like certain things which I'm not going to get in, uh, get into the argument of whether it could have been foreseen or not, but yeah. fucking so many things around the world like yeah, even leaders or like everyone, no one really knows what what they're doing in life, and I don't think this mm. this pandemic is the only time we've seen this. I think in general, right. Um, I don't know whether it's media or whether it's fucking social media or something. And yeah. But it, there's a tendency to think that, oh shit, everyone else has their life together and you don't. Of course, some people really need to do like even the baseline things better. But it to me, this was a bit uh, comforting or humbling in the sense to know that even people who are fucking smart and like supposed to be the saviors of, of our species or the yeah. greatest businessman ever. They're still doing like ridiculous things. I mean Elon Musk, his his tweets <laughs> have gone fucking crazy. Trump has lowered the bar somehow, even though that seems to be working for his fan base. But yeah. everywhere around the world you see people doing stuff, you go like, huh? Like yeah. even politicians in power. So it just it just feels like more so than ever before. It just shows, yeah, like, no one really knows what they're doing in life. Yeah. I, that's, I that's my that's my quite quite, quite common view of it. Uh. Quite common during the crisis and all that, like like even the economic crisis of two thousand eight onwards, right? I think what a lot of people learn also is that yeah, like all these bankers and finance people, they they all they're also smart and paid so much money, but none of them foresaw what was happening. You know, like basically, yeah. like a lot of uh, people's mortgages were like uh, being fucked over, and 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 the whole economy system was was resting on all these mortgages that were just waiting to explode, lah, and and. Yeah, yeah, then you realize like yeah, all these people that they are paid so much money, they can't tell you for certain that this not not, not that you need to know for certain, but but they nobody foresaw this at all, like, and it was just like yeah. I mean the the few that did made a lot of money, but the 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 ones that who are supposed to help us see these things, they totally didn't know what the hell they were doing. Uh. So it yeah, tells you and yeah. the whole thing like defer to the experts. I mean, right now I guess in some way it's good because mm-hmm. scientists I think are coming out of it. Yeah in most cases, more respected yeah, than yeah. the people, the the leaders or the people who are supposed to be the authorities on things uh, yeah. or the people who are supposed to know what to do uh, and, and the people who are ultimately like the the ones who package messages and send it out. Whereas yeah. the thing about scientists is they just deliver facts la, and yeah. and yeah, it's just, it's just a, a fucking, in some way humbling, in some way worrying, in yeah. some way just like, huh, Okay, yeah. you didn't think someone would say something like that or someone be so clueless what to do. La. And I mean, like not to say that politicians are doing as easy a job as people who just need to decide what to have lunch. La. Yeah. I think they just do like relatively, no one, like amongst all the politicians, I don't <laughs> know whether a lot of them know what they're doing. Yeah. Just like how at every tier of society, you get people not knowing what they're doing. But they suffer different consequences. La. I yeah. guess like what you said, for, for the people in the in the financial sector of like during the crisis, they might not know what they're doing but they still enjoy a lot more things than a lot more access Benefits, uh, compared yeah. to people lower down in the totem pole yeah. who also relatively don't know as much. Yeah. Correct. So it's just, yeah, fucking, I mean, of course, like, on one hand, I think that, okay, hopefully this will reshuffle the world and, yeah. and like, maybe divert resources to do to places that need more, but the cynical side of me is like, no, it's going to go back to the same old fucking shit. Yeah, look at all the crises that happened before. Before, like, you know, the silicon. Yeah. I mean, uh, at one point, the the, the dot-com boom and then the mortgage uh, mortgage financing crisis. I mean, yeah. we haven't learned anything from those, from those, from those things. So now, 
I think it's the COVID nineteen is the the big leveler lah. Where hopefully science and scientists come back to the forefront and and you know we don't but, listen so much to financial experts as much lah. But even when you say leveler, I guess there's a there's a bit to caveat there lah. Yeah. Because even Madonna said that the pandemic is a great leveler, but yeah. people pointed out that. It's not so much. So there was this one quote that I think summed it up perfectly. Um, and someone wrote a long article, and there was a, a infographic or something. And yeah. the caption was, "We need to stop saying we are all in the same boat. Mm. We are in the same storm, but in different boats." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's I thought that true. was a that was a very nice way of kind of pointing out. Okay, like for Madonna to say that is a great leveler, it is a bit like, "Huh? Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Like you're saying that now we are closer to you, you are closer to us? No, we're not." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, right. So. So and and I think right now like we're going down a very dark cynical like like end of the world thing. But my one shock thing is actually quite uplifting lah. So don't worry, guys. It's gonna yeah. get better. Yeah. It's gonna get better. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> but I just building on what you're saying about uh, you know, yeah. people in power not knowing what they're doing. I think this the, is your one one aha thing lah. Yeah, my one oh, no, my fourth yet. aha uh-huh, thing. Okay, okay. I think fourth, uh-huh. the Singapore government should hire McDonald's to help them do their PR lah. Cause uh, ah. I think if anyone has done it really well during this, uh, during this circuit breaker, it's McDonald's lah. In the sense that they, you mean you compare how, uh, when the Singapore government was trying to announce the circuit breaker and how things are going to be shut down, like they're like, oh okay, so bub- yeah, bubble tea is going to be shut down starting tomorrow. So everyone is like, oh fuck, I gotta go and get my bubble tea, and then we ended up seeing these giant long lines of bubble tea, and then or like yeah. you go even further back, like oh PMDs are going to be banned starting from you know uh, this time, and then after that people are like, oh shit, I'm going, I I got like I got to get rid of my PMD now, and then realize oh actually it's two months later where you really need to get rid of it and all that. Whereas like uh. so they they when you look at what McDonald's did, McDonald's was like. Suddenly, like you know, it's suddenly just at eight p.m. on a normal day. Then suddenly, oh, tonight is the last night of McDonald's. After tonight, there's no more already. Then everyone's like, "What?" But there's no time to like, oh, one last one last hurrah, go and queue up for McDonald's or that. So there was no mad rush outside McDonald's like before it shut down. Uh... And then now, like when McDonald's has come back, they also did it like essentially they like, oh, you know, yeah, May fifth, McDonald's can open, but we're not opening yet. You know, don't worry, everyone, uh, we'll open in time. Everyone's like, uh, okay, no McDonald's. Then suddenly overnight, I think uh, yesterday or the day before, they're like, oh, McDonald's is back. And we're, we're doing takeaway and delivery again. And then oh, everyone's like, oh, okay. Oh. So there hasn't been this mad, crazy rush to so, get back so to McDonald's. So when they announced no McDonald's, there wasn't any backlash. Uh, like, how come so sudden and all that? There probably was, uh, right? There, I mean, people were like, oh, sad. Uh, but there wasn't like this, oh, one last run. Because there wasn't time. They gave it like two oh, hours. Yeah, like, it was yeah. two hours before they shut it. That they just sent out a message Actually, saying, "Oh, yeah, we're going to close the McDonald's." Smart, uh. Yeah, whereas like the bubble tea thing was like, "Oh, it'll start, you know, tomorrow or like two, two three, days. five, nine. So everyone yeah. whacked, and then grab drivers were fighting with like delivery riders, <laughs> and then I was just like a shit show. And then, so I'm just watching McDonald's, and then even the advertising that they put out to announce that they're coming back, they're like, "Oh, you know, everyone oh, yeah, stay yeah, calm. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, stay yeah. calm. You don't have to rush. You know, there's gonna be McDonald's. It's where starting." There was the one the that was just scale. text, right? There was just, yeah, text, just text, right? Yeah, simple text. Yeah, and I thought, I thought that was very, very, very how you say, uh, very smooth. Yeah, like you're not fucking saying, "Oh, get this burger, get this burger, get this yeah, burger." Yeah, yeah. They're like, "Okay, you know, we're back." You know, like fucking cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where's the Singapore government? Like even the bubble cool, tea cool, thing cool. is like, "Oh, bubble tea is gonna be closed." Then after that, suddenly we realize, "Hey, actually no, bubble tea still you can still get bubble tea from people who sell food and bubble tea." And I it was just so messy and unnecessary through the whole thing. So I think Singapore government take a cue from McDonald's. Go McDonald's. And talk to them about, yeah, go and talk to them about PR and how they <laughs> handle this whole thing. Because they know, they know how crowds react. They they have, they handle crowds at East Coast Park and, and all their outlets all the time. So they know how to handle these mad crowds. Uh. So we really yeah, should learn true, from uh. them. Uh. Yeah. No, plus all the fucking queuing up for Hello Kitty and all that. They know. Yeah, they, they, know. they have all the experience in the they world. They understand. Already. They understand <laughs> human psychologies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They understand. But, but I guess clarify is McDonald's Singapore la, because Singapore, I think it was yeah. McDonald's Brazil that I actually thought was quite a smart thing like you know McDonald's the golden yeah. archers right yeah, yeah, yeah. To, I think to promote social distancing they ran oh, this they campaign did. where they separated yeah, the yeah, archers yeah, yeah. Yeah. but they got a lot of flack for that which I guess I don't know like is it because people are so passionate about the brand that they felt it was doing uh, yeah. injustice I thought it was actually yeah. fucking smart yeah, yeah no, I mean, but it's a totally uh, correct thing in that McDonald's in every different every country operates differently like I think Singapore, like, yeah, 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 I think Singapore we have some of the most beautiful and well-run McDonald's 
uh, in the world, like they're tremendous. Uh, they're beautiful. As a McDonald's connoisseur yourself. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Whereas you go to the US and then you go to McDonald's, sometimes some of them are so scary to even sit in. Uh, like it feels like you're yes, going to get yeah. shot at any point. So I, I yeah. wouldn't blanket say all McDonald's have done very well, but in Singapore, the McDonald's have done a very good comms job. Uh. Yeah. Mm. So that's my, cool, fourth, cool. my fourth revelation. So uh, my next one is um, like, uh, I guess building on what I said just now on Zoom, mm. I think social media and what you say, like how I'm addicted yeah. to the internet, social media is unfortunately the way uh, forward. It's, it's never going to die, unfortunately. Um, I think there's a lot of benefit, but rather than focus on that, um, I think now in the age of no social interaction, uh, I've, yeah. I've actually got a newfound um, appreciation of documentaries. La. Because mm. documentaries has always been a genre where I'm like, I should watch more of that. I should watch more of that. But then I see fucking too hot to handle. I'm like, yeah, let me just try that. So yeah. uh, the thing about documentaries, which I think are more important than ever, is that mm. it allows you to peek into someone else's life. La, yeah. Which previously you could have got through conversation, you could have got through, I don't know, you hang out with friends, someone else comes new. Now this past fucking few weeks, um, I think it helps that there was there's the last dance which is still ongoing which fucking mm. blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday I finally bit the bullet and started watching Tiger King. Oh uh, yeah. Um and and yeah like, it's just it's fucking crazy. and like I cannot remember a documentary I've watched before that I didn't by the end of it think like oh shit that was pretty cool that was yeah. pretty cool. It's almost like you now more than ever where people are and you see even countries getting more nationalists and like yeah. it's going to move towards that like, whether we like it or not right everything's going to be more self-contained fucking documentaries are so damn important man maybe maybe we should stop doing comedy and just focus more on documentaries yeah real stuff huh? I mean you heard Nicholas yeah. Cage is going to play the Tiger King he's going to play Joe Exotic oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Correct, 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 correct. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fiction, Joe Exotic. a series la, based on Tiger King yeah it's, it but that's that's awesome. na- uh, fictional, like, I said non-fiction, like na- narrative, narrative. Like, right? Yeah, 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 narrative. Fucking, he'll be the great. He'll be great. Yeah, I think it'll be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 yeah, so documentaries. I don't know. Like, like, is there any documentaries yeah. off the top of head, off, off the top of your head that you would recommend? I mean, uh, I I think watching uh, what was that one about veganism? Like Game Changers, right? Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Game Changers was interesting because of the discussion that that happened after after uh, that yeah not not that the content of the documentary was particularly inspiring or what but the conversation to be had after that and even just being able to read all the information and think for yourself critically about what's right and what's wrong and what you believe in what you don't i think that's very important uh, Mm. And the Joe Rogan podcast with the with the creator mm, yeah, and the, the debunker and their the three hour or, three hour podcast that was yeah, I actually awesome. like it was riveting to listen to uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah for the first time the podcast. Riveting, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and I mean recently I've also st- I've started watching more Chef's Table because I think at mm. a time like this one thing I like about Chef's Table is that it talks about the journey of the chefs which yeah. more often than not are like fucking the amount of obstacles they overcome is quite inspiring yeah. la. so that has been that has been pretty awesome yeah uh, yeah. So I think uh the one so uh, that's your shock thing already, uh. Do I need? Yeah, that's my shock thing. That's my shock thing. I see, I see. I mean, uh, yeah. one of the things that uh I also realized from uh this whole period is that uh I've been able to weed out and really think about who's who are the essential friends to have la, like essential goods, essential friends, uh essential goods and essential friends to have during this period la. Cause uh right now like meeting up with people is mm. nothing more than just a click a click and just looking at your phone uh. so mm. like to me like if I can't even be bothered or if someone can't <laughs> even be bothered to do that action of clicking something and just look at each other for 5 seconds and talk yeah. right? maybe it really means you're, you're really not meant to be friends uh. so let's cut all that bullshit about yeah meet up for coffee sometime and all that cause yeah. if like at this point I don't even want I'm sitting at home and I, I've been you know just doing the same thing for the last month or something and I still don't want it to take even five minutes just to talk to you right maybe it's time to just like okay lah we, we are not really meant to be That's that kind true, of close yeah. friends like, yeah. if I ask you honestly do you have anyone on your whatsapp uh, who has asked you hey so when's a good time to zoom and you haven't responded yet because I got I got one person <laughs> uh, yeah I think there are there are groups lah there are groups of people uh, and uh, there, uh, there are, are like that sometimes sometimes it's uh Sometimes because I feel some the, the the problem with Zoom sometimes is that you're forced to be part of this group lah, right? And sometimes mm. I don't w- like that group dynamic in particular. Like I feel like it's that kind. There's always like a few people that make it very difficult to talk and all that. So I rather uh. do one on ones with 
with friends and, and things. So so yeah, I, I haven't rejected any one-on-one stuff, but I have just quietly, you know, moved away from people suggesting certain group Zoom calls. Lah, you know, because mm. not That's everyone is group. Yeah. So you're Marie condoing your your friend list. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It just made me yeah, I mean you can really look through a list and say like who would I not want to see on a Zoom call and then you, you kinda know, yeah, la, you're never gonna meet up for coffee when this thing is over. La, so <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just less it's at least it, when we say great leveler also it helps you to like level out all your friendships and you understand, okay, la, who cares and who doesn't care and, and likewise also it's not just you um uh, talking to people, but also people uh, like uh like you asking People so like hey let's get on a Zoom yeah. call sometime if they if, if they are not hearing from them or they're like oh yeah I'm Realize, so busy yeah. I'm so busy I'm so busy at home every day <laughs> fuck you lah okay fine you know scratch <laughs> yeah actually that's true because like meeting in person you can still think like okay you know like if I'm in, at work you know it'd be a nice way yeah. to step out of office you know yeah. like as someone okay. I may meet their friend or something but yeah. yeah now it really boils it down to the essence of the fucking relationship. La. Yeah. If That's you want to make it work, true, you make uh. it work. I was freaking doing dishes while on my Zoom call with my friends yesterday. So it's like, you can you can literally be doing all the most mindless tasks at home and still be hanging out with your friends uh, in a way. So if it's yeah. not happening, it's just, it will never happen. La. It's just I know, I know I've, I've definitely muted a lot more friends uh, or like per per week or per month on Facebook than, than ever before. La. Just oh, in really? Just yeah. the post, like, like excess, excessive workout uh, videos oh, and all that. I'm like, Oh my god! Well, just just stop it, okay? Just just. Fu- so I don't. But, but I thought I, I just... thought I thought you you follow these workout videos to to pervert. No, I follow I follow to what <laughs> to, to what to, to perv- like stalk like girls wearing wearing sports bras and then pervert no, them. Then I go workouts. on Instagram lah. Oh, I don't Instagram. Need to see that on Facebook. Then this one is what, what platform? What platform? What? You Facebook. mute what? Or Facebook. Facebook. I thought you. I thought yeah. you. What send you WhatsApp videos of that workout? <laughs> I'm like, huh? No lah. No no no. Oh, you mute Facebook. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah, Dupov okay, is Instagram, dude. That's the Instagram. whole point of the app. <laughs> yeah, why Instagram you using stories? Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that one also, I, I, I need to win myself off it, like. I, I think I've been doing a good job. Um, mm. but, but yeah, now at a time like this, especially, yeah, I won't go into that. But yeah, so uh, what was my one? This was your one choked one. Your one aha moment or one mine? Yeah, my 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 oh, yours. my fit my last one. Yours. So this. Okay, is okay. So so then are you moment. done? So, yeah. So this the last one for me is um, I guess, uh. <laughs> I mean this whole circuit breaker thing where yeah. more so than ever before we have been prescribed actions to do and the instructions are so clear that I can't imagine it being more clear the fact that there are still people who kind of like <laughs> are fucking things up just yeah. reinforces the belief I've I've always had that no matter how perfect the world is there will always be people to fuck it up Yeah. so whenever now more so than ever when I hear okay like okay yeah things will hopefully change for the better. I'm still optimistic for that. But the whole ch- goal of chasing these utopian societies and all that, for yeah. me, like, will fucking never work because there will yeah. be always people... Like, you look at the... Unless, until their psychiatric assessment is concluded and we can The sovereign say, sisters, lah, you think? The sovereign sisters, lah. Yeah. I, mean, like, <laughs> I was watching the video, I'm like, okay, they seem, they seem sane, they seem... Uh, uh, like uh, they're they're not hampered by any mental disabilities. Yeah, yeah. They're even using big words. So to me, I'm like, how how what goes through the mind? There's yeah. it's so fucking clear. Like it's you can even argue that at times, okay, let's say we take terrorism for 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 something, and people are being checked at the airport unjustifiably. Yeah. Even then, there might be a lot of uncertainty where okay, your situation, you don't know what the situation is there. But yeah. now in this global pandemic, which is one of the few times in recent history where the entire world is being subject to to things that are more relatable than ever, someone can still do that. I I just don't understand. So yeah. that's why I was just rewatching an interview of Elon Musk sometime the other day and to, to hear his passion about how we need to be a multi-planet species, right? Mm. I respect it even more than ever. La, because yeah. no matter how perfect Earth is, right? We're just a step away from someone fucking everything up and if we don't have a backup plan, right? We will be fucked as a species. La. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think uh, like what you're saying is, is something that... Um, Probably, like even like the government when they're realizing that like when they come out with all these apps like Gov the you know trace together and stuff like that yeah and yeah, then yeah. they're expecting people to out of the kindness of their hearts and knowing that they need to solve yeah. COVID together I'm going to leave the app yeah. open on my phone and walk around with it on <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then now the reality is like what how many I think less than twenty percent of Singaporeans have installed it 
it show, really shows you, yeah, they need McDon- they need someone like McDonald's who understands, yeah. you know, incentives and psychology to to really tell them, hey, you got to like, give them something, like, give them a free voucher, NTUC voucher to download yeah. the app, whatever. But yeah, it just exactly. never occurred to them. <laughs> like they think people out of their goodness at hearts will stay home and they won't do stupid things. No, come on, please. Yeah. Please be real. So so okay, that is a perfect segue to my one shook thing. So can I ah, go first okay, with my sure. one shook thing? Go ahead, go ahead. So um the my one shook thing, so as much as like a lot of my aha moments have uh I, I don't know, I feel like even talking about it, I feel a, a little sadder than, than yeah. I started. Um, I chanced upon this article over the weekend, which I, I think some of you may also have seen because it went pretty fucking viral. It was on yeah. The Guardian. And yeah. the, the title of the article is The Real Lord of the Flies. What happened yeah. when six boys were shipwrecked for 15 months? Mm. So, like, uh, I haven't read the book Lord of the Flies, but have you? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, long yeah time but ago. from from what I understand, it's about this. Yeah, this group of young people who are marooned on an island, and yep. it they fucking start killing each other, and it just shows like utter chaos, like, and yeah. it it kind of is meant to show how every human is capable of horrible things, like, right? Yep. So this article was written by this guy called Rutger Rut Rut. Uh, what's his name? Uh? he's a uh, mm. Rutger Bregman. So and I will I will get into why he's also awesome you know, on his own. But basically, there was this case of these six young kids who were marooned on an island somewhere near Tonga for fifteen yeah. months. There were six of them, and by the mm. end of it, like the island was relatively big, so they had there was like wild chickens and all that. And yeah. they fucking they by the end of it, they were very well nourished. They were even more like muscular built. One guy broke his leg. Uh, but the doctors were amazed by how nicely the ki- other kids helped to set it. And yeah. I think some guy interviewed these people a few years ago and this guy caught wind and he is very adamant, he was very adamant about sharing this story because for years, right, Lord, yeah. of, Lord of the Flies was like the definition of what humans will become if there's mm. no law, if there's no regulation. So this yeah. guy who, he wrote a book, I think The Real Utopia, which which talks about, okay, la, there there is hope for mankind. He said yeah. this is what people need to no, because this is the true, the real Lord of Flies, and not every like unregulated group of people are gonna kill each other. Like. There's a lot, there's mm. a lot more niceness in people inherently than people think. And he also dug up the history of the writer of Lord of Flies, who mm. himself was a self-proclaimed depressive uh, guy who oh. hated people and was kind of channeling his own sentiments into the story. Like it wasn't based yeah. on any research or anything. Yeah. So there was just a interesting thing and then I started googling this guy and he's a 32 year old Dutch uh, historian mm. and it's especially relevant because he is very vocal about how there's a lot from history that we can learn including how to deal with this pandemic and yeah. he became famous last year because he was at the Davos Economic Forum with a fucking bunch of like the richest people in the world all who came together to solve issues right and he was on a panel and he fucking went on like this two minute tirade which went viral like, he was basically he he be, he said and I quote um, something along the lines of you know everyone here is talking about this bullshit philanthropy but no one is talking about the one thing that we know will help solve social inequality mm. uh, taxes 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 you oh, know the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you I, get I think all I these billionaires this, yeah, yeah. Yeah, flying in on a thousand five hundred uh, jets to hear Sir Sir Attenborough talk about saving the environment, but all this is hypocritical. And fucking, that was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this guy is, and and yeah, he's he's pretty young. He's like the voice of the the millennial generation. So mm. it's pretty cool. And that's why I felt like whatever all the dark, depressive aha moments I had is 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 mitigated by this one uplifting shock mm. thing of the week for me, la. It's just quite interesting, uh, in the sense that they always say you write what you know, right? You know, as a writer. Yeah. So it's like yeah. we we created a series about terrorism, but we made it uh, essentially there's a sort of happy, I mean happyish ending for all the characters. Uh, yeah. No one, no one died and stuff like that. So uh, maybe that that subtly tells you tells people in the world also how we actually see the world like, like there's a lot of dark, depressive stuff out there, but and yeah, you know if you look at it with you can that still have a laugh yeah. yeah, you can Inside still have a laugh about us. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. Interesting thought. Yeah. Uh oh yeah so my one shock thing was uh basically over the weekend I caught I watched seven hours of the first global live sporting event in the world <laughs> uh, which is uh Ultimate Fighting Championship UFC which is mixed martial arts uh, um and it was damn exciting for me not even just watching the event but like the night mm. before the event because all you think about it all global sports have been shut shut down right so this was the first big live global event to be pushed out to the world 
and credit to Dana White, the, the CEO of UFC and everything. He's been um, really fighting bureaucracy, fighting uh, a lot of skeptics to try and get this together. Like, and, and he, mm. I mean, according to him, a lot of safeguards have been in place in terms of testing the fighters, testing everyone who comes to the fighters, emptying out the arena, just like uh, trying to, spending a lot, spending, sparing no effort, like, basically, to make sure that it's a safe environment for the fighters. Uh, and then even the night before the event, one of the fights was had to be cancelled because a fighter tested positive for COVID. Oh, yeah, 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 I heard so about that. Correct, even correct. at that point, I was like, oh shit, is this event going to be cancelled and everything? But no, they still went on with it. And uh, and the, the, the argument is that uh, it's it shows that the system works, uh, that they managed to, by testing the fighters every single day, the moment the person shows any symptoms or what, they isolate him, they send him back they get all the, he knows that he's he he has a symptom and he won't get in touch with his family and stuff like that so he showed it showed that the system worked they managed to catch someone beforehand and uh, yeah it was like for me it was like the first sporting event i watched in like months so i literally sat through 7 hours of it i woke up at like 6am 7 fucking hours sat through 7 hours of like sporting events and the fights were fantastic even without a crowd and and uh, it was just like yeah i think it's it's hopefully a step in the right direction to the sports and live events all coming back like which shows that it's possible to do stuff like that it's possible to put up something that is almost as good as the what it used to be before uh, just without a live audience obviously mm. but um yeah there's when there's a will there's a way and maybe it might be even be a safer thing for for athletes to be able to come to an environment where they get tested and then they still get paid to do their jobs and and it still entertains people at home for long periods of, you know, especially people who are stuck at home for long periods like us. Uh. So it was mm. just, uh, it, it, even beyond the seven-hour event itself, the whole thing uh, before and after was just really exciting to watch whether whether this thing could be pulled off. Because uh, I think the press conference after that, they know what it was like. Yeah, you know, so how do you, they, they asked him, how do you feel about this event being successfully pulled off? And then he's like, yeah, you know, because the first time they tried to do it, Disney, the this Disney CEO apparently mm. called him and mm. told him, shut it down, you know, because Disney owns ESPN, yeah. so they told him, no, you can't yeah. do it. And he's like, so they, he's, when they asked him the question, he was like, yeah, you know, they should have listened to me three weeks ago. I said we could do it and yeah, <laughs> here we are now. So I was like, wow. He's fuck, quite a badass, la, right? He's, quite he's a badass. badass la, yeah. Even even like, I mean, not that, not that it really means a lot because Trump is all about himself, but Trump recorded a special message to congratulate the UFC on hosting this first event and all. Oh. La. And and uh, mm. there's a lot of critics who say that it's still too early and all, but I think uh, essentially what they are trying to do is to to try and start finding a way that we can actually have events after the pandemic finishes. Uh. So so but it has a, somehow it has to start like yeah. But that was a brilliant spin, uh, the way they they spin. Because when I heard the fighter got caught, I was like, "What? Well, how the fuck are they going to get yeah, out of this?" But what yeah. you said is a fucking brilliant PR movement that the system yeah. works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I guess. We we still I think still early la. Like you give it another couple of weeks. If it turns out someone else gonna COVID from their fighter during during this event, Duster then maybe it's a problem. Fucked, yeah. yeah, but but I'm sure like all the other so, sports leagues, the NBA, the Premier League, they're all watching oh, yeah, UFC man. to see how see how this goes and how public perception is. But so far, it's been nothing but positive lah. I think I think yeah. the pay per view sales for that event also was the highest they ever got right for any yeah, event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because the fucking world is hungry, yeah. Yeah, so it was quite funny because so, the press conference he will usually every uh, after every event the press conference he'll go there and then like he'll read out the statistics on event. Oh, you know, the uh, sales from tickets were how many million? How many? The, you know, the crowd was how many? It was fifty five thousand people in the crowd is a record. This time he came in, he's like, yeah. So sales from the tickets zero, crowd zero, <laughs> and then I think Joe Rogan. <laughs> When he went to do the interviews with the fighters, also he's like, "All right," uh, he interviews them. And like, All right, ladies and gentlemen, like this, this is the fighter. Then he's like, "Oh wait, there's no, there's no crowd." <laughs> oh, so Joe Rogan was interviewing face to face, is it? Joe Rogan was there. Was he got there. tested and all. Yeah, he got oh, tested shit, everything. So, man. like, even yeah, even on Joe Rogan's podcast, he was talking about his uncertainty about it, and then finally, when it actually happened, he was like excited to go and because he just wanted to see how how this thing, this whole thing will run. Uh, and where was it held? Where was it held? Uh, at some, somewhere in Florida where I think the not governor... Not the private island yet. Uh, no, not, not the, the private island. island private yet. island coming soon. I think like in June. But uh, but yeah, this one is just... Yeah. Because Florida is apparently more, a lot more liberal about uh, mm. about the lockdown. Uh, so they were allowed to do it. Uh. 
So, it's so I guess the only thing that would make that experience better for you is if I delivered a care package in the middle. Yeah, uh. yeah. a little care package, some brownies, <laughs> and brownies and coffee, so that you know, brownies and, I, and coffee. Yeah, that. So in like like four hours into my my watching sports, I can get a, a caffeine <laughs> kick la. That no, would have been perfect. It's not it's it not brownies and coffee. It has to be one of those biscuits where it's too sweet to have one at a time, so it will last you a few days. So oh, every yeah, day yeah, you yeah. get reminded of your yeah, social yeah. and emotional debt <laughs> to me la. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but those are our 10 aha moments and our two shock things. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, I mean, as always, if if you guys have any thoughts, if you all want to share your own aha moments, that would be yeah. great. Uh, one of the most fun things for Terrence and I is to read through the comments on our Reddit. Yeah, um, I, w- I would say also, I would also shout out to uh, Jung- Jungle Jimbo 88 on Reddit as well because like, uh. he saw that, you know, we hadn't posted a podcast in a few days. And I guess he knew that it was probably because the news is as per thing. So Slow, he actually yeah. was sending us a list of other things that we can talk about besides COVID-19. Oh. Like, and one of his suggestions was, hey, why don't you guys, you know, do a bit more free flow, like a bit like your one, your 10 Shook Things podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah he did mention it. So I, 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 yeah. I saw it and I was like, hey, shit, this guy is like, he's got his finger on the pulse, man, because it's literally oh, cool, what we're man. doing now. La. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Maybe after he listens to this, he's like, yeah, yeah, don't ever do that again. Don't ever do it. <laughs> please, please just stick to COVID-19 <laughs> news. Just, yeah. stick, yeah, just stick to the news. If it's slow news, just shut up. Yeah, you know, or keep ten, quiet. Just give us yeah. 10 types of students. Yeah, uh, 10 types, 10 types of students. Want. The audio version, the audio <laughs> the audio experience. Pang, 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 pang. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all we got for this week. No, we, we, we will record, we'll try our best to record a second episode this week. Yeah. Um, Hopefully there's some Interesting news, not bad yeah. news, interesting news that comes up and then yeah. we will get right on it. Yep. Cool. Meanwhile, stay safe. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Have a good week. Adios.